Welcome back to the Lived in Faith. I'm Dana. And I'm Jen. And we are the pastors at South Church in Andover. This week, we're going to talk about the gift of wilderness travel during Lent, why South Church is leaning into forgiveness in these 40 days, and what we're each hoping to learn throughout this season. We'll also share some of our favorite Lenten moments with some good humor mixed in there, (laughs) some great funny ones. And we'll end with a segment on media moments, where we'll share the best media to rot our brains when the wilderness gets too wild and too intense. <laughs> we're we're also setting it up so that some somewhere along this conversation we'll discover what those media moments are That's supposed right. to be. That's right. So that'll be great. This is gonna be fun. <laughs> um, but first, Dana, let's check in as we get ready for Lent to start. What's your like wild hope for this season? Mm. To put out into deep waters. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Say more about that. Well, it feels so easy to kind of stick to the shallow end of like just life and how busy it is and Mm -hmm. it can just carry us so quickly through this 40 days but really thinking about okay like what does this mean for us as people of faith like how can I intentionally create space Mm. to go deeper with God with other people in this season yeah that's I really love that because I, I think after growing up in the traditions that you and I grew up in, mm-hmm. Lent could be a really shallow time of like, I just want to eat Reese's peanut butter cups for these 40 days and that'll 100%. be my like Lenten practice. Mm-hmm. And I think this is an, an invitation to say, actually, you know, um, God desires more from us. And it's not mm-hmm. about, you know, how how what we fast or the thing we give up, but like, where is our attention? That's right. You know, yes. I think that's the piece that we missed in like previous iterations of our faith where um yeah it was it was about the thing you gave up not like what the thing what giving up made room for that 100 percent. i saw a meme you know yesterday that said lent is not a diet and it Mm. just hit me because i was like oh my god i don't think of it like that at all Mm -hmm. but realizing like oh my faith has shifted a lot yeah Yeah. i could see a time in my life where it did mean like what am i gonna like i'm not gonna eat sugar for all of one like i remember doing that as a kid and even my birthday falling in lent and i was like nope i will not do it yeah (laughs) and that that kind of being a test quote test of my Mm -hmm. faith where now i'm like oh my gosh my faith looks so different than that yes a hundred percent i mean yeah that was like my whole childhood was like okay no reese's for lent no um no what was it like uh, ice cream for lent my my family they'll do like you know no um facebook for lent which just right, feels yes. like a totally different thing right. right right um and like just a very different element of like i'm gonna make space but like mm-hmm. as a kid it was very tied to like what do you do with your body during lent right um yeah which is also so in line with like our you know capitalist nonsense around bodies um, of course the ways that we like bring our faith into our cult our capitalist culture but yes. anyway that's a different conversation I love it it will come I feel like we keep teasing that conversation right. I like, can't help but bring it up like every time we're on these these <laughs> microphones but anyway. um, how about for you Jen what's your hope for Lent I think my hope my, my wild hope is for I think just honest prayer with God. I, mm. I, you said something in staff today that really um, struck me, which is, you know, we get really caught up in, especially in church, like the minutia of church and the yeah. doing of church. And we sometimes miss the spiritual piece of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been true for me for the last few weeks. I'm getting really caught up in like the tasks. Yeah. And I, I want to dig deep into, you know, what is God's word for me right now? Mm-hmm. And, and how can I let... Eat, let, I have the tasks have to get done, but can I let the tasks be a spiritual practice? Mm-hmm. And can in the can I in this season, you know, make room for the quiet and for mm-hmm. like just creating quiet around the edges of my life? I think would be a really good thing this I season. Love that. That's my wild hope. Mm. 
Yeah. Great, maybe so. I love oh, that. Please, God. <laughs> <laughs> As we think about Lent, too, it occurs to me that some folks might not totally understand the word Lent and yeah. what it means and, you know, why we observe it. It's a very churchy word. It's it a is. very, like, Christian word. And if you're not, if you're new to church or if you've never been to a church, it might feel really weird mm-hmm. to hear that sentence, that phrase. Um, so for those who don't know or need a refresher, Lent is a 40-day period in which Christians sometimes fast or take on new spiritual practices and over Overall, center their hearts and minds on the life and teachings of Jesus as we prepare for Holy Week. Mm-hmm. Um, so Holy Week is the week leading up to Jesus' death and resurrection. So it begins with Palm Sunday where Jesus enters into Jerusalem. And then we walk through to Monday Thursday, which is when Jesus celebrates the Last Supper. And then Good Friday when Jesus is crucified. Holy Saturday where we sit and wait. And mm-hmm. then Saturday, sorry, Sunday is Easter Sunday where we celebrate Christ's resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um and then the 40 days are throughout Lent are symbolic of Jesus' 40 days in the desert or wilderness, praying to God and where he navigated a lot of temptation, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think, part of where we get that whole, like, giving something up That's for right. Lent, right? Um, but, you know, we can rethink that into what are the temptations that pull us away from God in our lives right now mm-hmm. that are less about, like, you know, eating chocolate and more about, like, apathy and anger and gossip and, you know, separation. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So anyway... I think that probably helps us think about forgiveness. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So our theme for Lent at South Church is forgiveness, mercy, reconciliation. And I'm looking forward to digging into that. I remember, Jen, when you and I were talking about this as a theme, I was like, oh, does it feel too heavy? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like the work of forgiveness is hard. It is. And, you know, and then I realized in asking you that, I was thinking like, well, Dina, it's Lent, right? Like mm-hmm. this is the time to take on the hard and holy work, right? Yes. Um, yeah, that's exactly what these 40 days are set aside for. And we need to do that kind of spiritual preparation so that Easter can be what it's intended to be, this mm-hmm. true celebration. We need, you know, we need Lent in order to have Easter. And right. so often in our culture, like we already have the Easter bunnies out, like we're doing an Easter egg hunt, like mm-hmm. before Palm Sunday. Yeah, you know? March 1st, Easter egg hunt. <laughs> Easter's in six <laughs> weeks, right. but we're going to do one right now. Right. Yeah. Right. Empty tomb decorations. I don't know if there are those, but I'm like, I'm not. I'm like, I just got like an image of twinkle lights around the empty tomb. That's right. Oh my God. Right. I held this off. I know. So I know. I know. That's really funny. <laughs> so, so I am excited for this work of, of forgiveness. I think it will be intense, but mm-hmm. I think it's so important. Yes. You know, I mean, Jen, you and I have had so many pastoral conversations, especially through this pandemic mm-hmm. with people in our church. And, you know, there's been a lot of pain and hurt Mm -hmm. and anger that people have been carrying, you know, in their own lives, in their family's life, systemically, Mm -hmm. like as a country, like, you know, and um, and we often don't know what to do with that. Like it just is there and it feels like ick and, you know, and our faith gives us a way to process it and move through it Mm -hmm. um and in fact to find a new path forward right um so i'm looking forward to exploring that for us in this time Mm, me too me too i think it allows for such nuance in a way that the rest of the world just does not allow right now yes there is right and there is wrong and there is no in between and 
part of the work of the church is reconciliation, right? Is having people from very different perspectives come together mm. and say, what meaning can we make of this tension, right? Yes. Um, and that isn't to say that, you know, when someone is hurting another person that we're like, let's figure out reconciliation. That's right. not really what we're talking about here. No. Like what we're talking about is what does it look like for people who are different to come together and be reconciled to one another mm-hmm. and like come to understand each other. And there's just no other place in the world right now that's doing that work. Right. Um, I think about that a lot for our for, for our church and just I don't know I was thinking about it a lot this week because of you know what's going on in Ukraine and what's going on in our in Texas and Florida with like the don't say gay bills and right. the anti-trans bills this this way that people will force a narrative even when it hurts someone else mm-hmm. and forgiveness and reconciliation is this this practice this tool that helps us see the wholeness of one another mm. um it helps us understand, right, the the divine that lives in every person. Yes. Um, and if and I think without it, like it, it really is hard to see that divine mm-hmm. divine beauty, even in the people we disagree with. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, because otherness, right, like mm-hmm. they are different or other or bad, you know, allows us to do horrible things to yes. groups of people. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. It can be such a dangerous force. I just had a pastoral conversation with, you know, someone who works for our town. And, you know, we were talking about how in a town like Andover, everything can always appear to be fine. Mm -hmm. Like, not just fine, but like perfect and like cute Mm -hmm. and um, idyllic, right? Yes, picturesque, right? Uh, And and we tend to be people that have the privilege to mask our pain. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we were talking about how both of us have done work in poor communities with more underprivileged people, Mm -hmm. and they don't have the power or the means to mask their pain mm-hmm. so they just show up with all their baggage right yeah. and they name it and it's there mm-hmm. um but how in a place like andover you know there's the same pain because we're human and that's part yeah. of the human experience yep. but we're masking that and how it's actually adding like an extra level mm-hmm. of pain and shame to our lives yep. and i think of forgiveness as that work of like taking off the layers mm-hmm. of kind of of seeing what's here and what's causing us pain what's keeping us stuck and yeah. and how do we move through it um yeah. in a way that can lead to healing wholeness mm-hmm. reconciliation or release release like a letting go of the past a release yeah. of that relationship that yeah. no longer serves us um so lots of good learning for us yeah. in this Lent. yeah i'm so grateful and looking forward to all this good truth telling it's true. Yeah. Yeah. When you said fine, it made me think of this acronym we use in our house. I might have said it on the podcast. Before. I love this. Um, we're fine is an acronym for freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Um, <laughs> Perfect. And so, like, whenever I say, like, oh, yeah, th- th- this is fine to Ryan, he's like, is it though? <laughs> is it fine? Like, it's actually fine or fine? Like, F I N E fine. Right. Um, and I was like, it's like uh, somewhere in between. Um, but yeah, that idea that we have to tell the truth right Mm -hmm. and like our whole truth yes yeah Yes, this person I was just talking to said that they don't allow anybody to say that it's fine or that mm-hmm. everything is good in Andover. Like, let's mm-hmm. start with the premise that everything is broken. Yes. Or not everything, but like there's maybe not there everything, but there is brokenness, yeah. right? Um, yeah, and not everything is fine. Yeah. So, you know, we, we don't allow ourselves just to like believe that fallacy. And, yeah, you know, yes. Right? Oh, yeah. I yeah. love that. And it's so important. It's, yeah, 100%. Yeah, part of the process, and we'll get more into this in podcasts as we 
move through Lent. But part of the process of forgiveness is telling, is starting with telling your story, mm-hmm. like, and then naming the hurt. You know, yeah. like we kind of need those two things prior to even getting to a place of seeking forgiveness, of asking God for forgiveness, of seeking forgiveness from another person. Right? Like it's first about the telling our story, the naming our hurt, mm-hmm. um, because it's about acknowledging what's there. It's about, like you said, the truth telling. Yeah. 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 One time, um, there's a church member who works with the kids at ABC and a couple different groups in town, and um, often there's this narrative about Andover, that that idea that things are fine, and mm-hmm. one of the things she'll do is she'll walk these kids who come from other places and have this idea about Andover down Main Street, and not knowing anyone who lives on Main Street, obviously, right. but like, uh, we'll point at a house and say, like, yeah, that might look fine, but maybe inside there's no furniture because there's like a serious issue going on in, mm-hmm. in like their finances, or maybe everything looks fine there but the no one talks to each other and they don't right. eat dinner together and everyone's angry at each other maybe everything looks fine in that beautifully decorated home mm-hmm. but inside like someone's suffering from alcoholism and someone is in mm. pain and someone is in the hospital like they're just because it looks beautiful doesn't mean all is well yes um i think about that that message from that church member probably once a week as i drive down main street right right that idea that like wow look how beautiful it is and also look how broken mm-hmm. you know um yeah. 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 That's powerful. Mm. Yeah. And just letting it be okay. Yes. Right. Like, yeah. yeah like that is part of the human experience. Yes. And, um, and in the imperfection and in the pain, it can be a lot of connection with mm-hmm. others if we're willing to acknowledge it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the ways that I think all of us at South Church and anyone who listens to our podcast will have a chance to just be safe. In our, in our brokenness mm-hmm. and be safe in our hurt and feel like, you know, it it is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And it's not about, you know, resting in the broken. I mean, we are going to kind of rest in brokenness, mm-hmm. but it's with the hope of healing, right? That's right. Like this whole thing is leading us toward healing. That's right. Um, yeah. 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 Part of the thing that we'll learn in Lent about the process of forgiveness is that it breaks the cycle of revenge, mm-hmm. right? Which is like our innate instinct, right? Yeah. Like, Jen, you hurt me, so I hurt you back, mm-hmm. right? Because that's like what we do as people. Like, you yeah. see it with kids, right? That yeah. kid pushed me, I pushed you, you know? Yeah. And, and like, what? if it, that cycle just keeps us stuck right it does. like it does. all we do is like keep hurting each other back and back yeah. right and and the process of grace and forgiveness actually allows us to find a new path forward like right. it's the only way that we get to growth to change is through forgiveness mm-hmm. otherwise we will remain exactly who we are our relationships will stay exactly as they are our systems our community will stay exactly as it is mm-hmm. you know without that process of truth telling and offering forgiveness and grace. Yeah. 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 So uh, I look forward to doing more of that work together and more of that conversation. Me too. Me too. I think it's going to be so powerful for all of us. Mm. Dan, I wonder what you personally are hoping to learn in this season. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that I'm looking forward to learning and being able to practice on my own forgiveness you know on so many different levels Mm. right we're going to be talking about kind of forgiveness systemically Mm -hmm. like you know um the ways that we can offer forgiveness for issues like racism and and privilege um and i'm looking forward to 
you know, being able to create some ritual in my own life mm-hmm. around forgiveness. Cause I yeah. think it's something that like stays in my head, but thinking about like, how do I move through that? And we're yeah. going to be doing some tangible ways of moving through the mm-hmm. process of forgiveness. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm. How about you, Jen? I think I'm looking forward to learning more about nuance. Mm. I think it's really easy for me to just go like to be decisive and that like that was wrong and bad and that's that's yes. all I want to see, right? But I think what I want to keep growing into is the lens of nuance of like okay, I see what I see the action what is the iceberg beneath the action, yes. right? Like, what is the world of hurt and what is the what is the environment that spawned that action? Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah. That, and that feels like such an important part of forgiveness is mm-hmm. understanding each other and seeing each other. Yeah. Because I think really often we just, someone becomes then a villain and they're, that's all right. they are and that's all ever, they will ever be. And I don't want that to be my practice in my life. And I work really hard for it not to be, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I fail sometimes and I, and I want to be more mindful of that. And yeah. More, um, yeah, just more aware of that. Right. And and I love you naming that. And I also think we might never get to a point of understanding it. But mm. even if we can just create the space to say, I know there's an iceberg there. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever understand it. I don't know if I'll ever even know the story. Mm-hmm. But just just even that, even yeah. that saying, like, there's more here yes. than I know. Right. There's nuance here that I can't comprehend. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like I, my anger doesn't even want me to figure out it, yeah. you know, to yeah. to to put the energy into sorting it through. But I think that allows some space for grace. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that opens up some room for the Holy Spirit to come in. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Very powerful. Yeah. yeah. We'd love to know, dear ones, what you all are thinking about this season. And as mm-hmm. you think about forgiveness, reconciliation, compassion, um, healing those hurts, like what comes up for you and what are things that you want us to talk about or what do you want to learn about? Right? That's right. What are right. you hoping to learn in this season? Um, so check out your newsletter so you can look at the um, different topics that mm-hmm. we're going to cover, different scripture, and then um, just be aware that this is all coming and we have a lot more to do. And so, um, yeah, we're we're really excited to go on this Lenten journey with you. That's right. And don't be afraid of it, right? Yes. Like walk yeah. into it and access it in the ways that will work for you. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to talk about how to dip in and out of the of the heavy as we, you know, the, you can't go the whole 40 days with only focusing on the heavy. No. Right? Life, that's not right. how life works. So we're going to give some tools and maybe some TV shows that'll help you kind of like dip in and <laughs> yes. out. Right. And yes. like, yeah, well, the head go, go to the head and the hard space whenever you need to. Um, that's right. So we're going to take a quick break and then we will be back with more Lenten forgiveness, more Lenten practice and also media moments. Oh, love it. Beloved, thank you for joining us for this short break where we talk about all of the good things going on at South Church. Today, the day that this podcast is being released, you can go or watch our Ash Wednesday service and walk our labyrinth. You can watch Ash Wednesday online or in person at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. or at any point throughout the day on our YouTube channel. And then also throughout the day, we will have a labyrinth up in Fellowship Hall that you can walk and go on a prayerful walk with God in the labyrinth using some of our prayer prompts. So you are invited to come and do that at any point and during the day on Wednesday, March 2nd. 
on Wednesday as well, our Honeycomb Choir is back, which is a really fun free music class for children through infancy from age five. Anyone not yet in kindergarten, as long as they come with a caregiver. If you are interested, email Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y at southchurch.com. On March 9th, we have a pop the trunk food and diaper drive. We are collecting all of these items to benefit Lazarus House. You can go onto our website to find out more. The diapers are going to benefit communities together, and then the food will be collected for Lazarus House. Um, If you want to drop off more diapers or pull-ups, you can drop them off um, outside the sanctuary or by the office all throughout Lent. That, speaking of Lent, there are a lot of great opportunities to get spiritually and physically engaged here at South Church. So one of the things I want to let you know about is that we will be starting a weekly Bible study at 7 o'clock on Zoom called Reconnect. We'll be reading texts centered on God's forgiveness, reconciling relationships, and reconnecting to our truest selves. You don't need to prepare. Just bring yourself, your mind, and your heart. And then on Thursdays throughout Lent, we'll be having a creative writing workshop for adults on Thursdays, March 10th through April 7th at 7 p.m. Join our spring artist-in-residence, Rachel Chapin-Longo, to explore themes and topics pulled from Lenten sermons on forgiveness. The activities will include creative writing, play reading, and sharing experiences from our lives. And so this will be hybrid. You can join in person or on Zoom, and you can register online. We also have our women's retreat, Still Waters Into Mercy, happening on Saturday, March 12th from 9 to 12.30. Join us in person or remotely as we focus on finding stability in our lives, releasing challenges, and leaning into joy. There will be joyful movement, art, music, and plenty of time to connect with one another. One last thing for you to know about is that during Lent, we also are thinking about our grief and the ways that we are called to name and feel and move through our grief. And so we will be having a service, a special service at 7 p.m. in the chapel on March 29th called Naming Our Grief, A Service of Forgiveness and Reconciliation. We know that the last two years have brought their own specific kind of grief, sadness, isolation, and loneliness. And on this night, we will come together to name the ways that God holds that grief with us. We'll make space for one another, find hope together, and reconnect to God. So consider yourself really, truly, and joyfully invited. Beloved, there's so much going on here, and there's so much to get involved in. If you have curiosities, if you have things you want to get to know or learn about, please feel free to reach out. You can send me an email at jen, J-E-N-N, at southchurch.com. We're so excited to be doing this together and going on this journey. With love and peace and blessings, it is time to go back to our show. church we get to see people's lives unfold before us what a privilege that is seriously right incredible and so often that happens in the midst of our liturgical seasons some of our favorite worship moments occur because of a specific season we find ourselves in so i wonder jen if you have a favorite moment from lent that you'd like to share Hmm. So I have always loved Lent. It's been like my Mm. favorite Lenten season since I was a kid. Um, I think part of that is because my high school youth group, I grew up in a Catholic church and I had a really active youth group in high school that I really attribute so much of like my faith to now and like the Mm. fact that I'm here um, comes from that foundation that I got back then. Um, And we had this tradition. It's a little 
I'm going to say it out loud. It sounds weird. And I just need everyone to like be cool about it. Um, just like be just real relax. chill. Just relax. Yeah. yeah. Just chill out because it's weird, but it's OK. Yeah. So we had this cross and a paper mache Jesus that was. I already love this. <laughs> <laughs> so we're. So we're on the cross. Jesus on the cross, and he's paper mache, and you know, white skin Jesus. It's a problem, but yes. it was 2010, so we're gonna let that be. Right. Uh, 2008, um, and so all the girls got dressed in like you wear your Sunday best, okay, right? and you got a basket full of carnations, mm-hmm. and they played "Were You There" mm-hmm. when they crucified my Lord, and we brought Jesus on the paper paper mache Jesus on the cross forward to the foot of the altar, mm-hmm. and then. We all laid carnations on Jesus mm-hmm. and the whole church could come and like, and it was like, it's interesting because for yeah. mass, like this is, it's not liturgically, right. it's not a thing that happens in, in Catholic mass, mm-hmm. but they allowed it for the youth group every year on Good mm-hmm. Friday. Um, and it was this really special, and like looking back now, it's like, a, it feels a little silly, <laughs> but like, um, but in the moment it was so beautiful and yes. so powerful and such. And also like my theology back then was really embedded in like the death and resurrection and like the death of Jesus, right? Yes. Like. Um, like good, really in Good Friday, and you know, I think back then it was it was just really important for my own faith, and it really was a um like a launching point for where I am now, and it just was like a nice chance for the youth group to be worship leaders, I love um, that. and to work together, and afterward we had pizza, and so that was always kind of fun. Mm. Um, but we just it was like the tradition we did every year at Easter. It was like the special thing the youth group did. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I laugh a little looking back at it now, but still, it was it was special. It was oh, special. I love that paper yeah. mache Jesus. And yeah, you all in your red carnations. <laughs> oh gosh, I mean, it was. Now I feel like it probably was a little cringy if I was like a, a congregation member looking at that. Now I would have been like, uh, oh, okay, but you know, in the moment, really grateful. For I it. know. So. I love that that meant something for you as a youth, and yeah. there was a way to like tangibly participate. Yeah, Beautiful. yeah, it meant that it made the it made Good Friday real in a way that yes. it did before. I probably didn't feel it was real. Mm-hmm. Right? We didn't know it to be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm thinking about what it looks like for me, and you know, similar in the way of um, at my last church, I led the youth group and we did the Good Friday service and everyone at the end got like a small wooden cross Mm -hmm. and we left in silence and and it it was a big deal for these youth to be leading something that was like poignant and important and it took a lot of practice to not like find things silly and laugh Mm -hmm. and and yet they felt so good afterwards Mm -hmm. and they loved the tradition of ending in silence and often having a violin play Silent Night you know so this intertwining of you know our high holidays of Christmas of like mm-hmm. think remembering the same Jesus we celebrated at Christmas who was born is the yeah. one that we've you know today crucified and um, and that kind of connection so I'm thinking about that but that was my work like as a minister right so that mm-hmm. that feels different but it was it was good you know and then I'm thinking about at South Church having um prayer station set up, Jen, yeah. with the labyrinth and, and just loving, create, giving people sacred space that they could access in their own way, yeah. you know, in their own movements. And how so many of the women's retreats we've led have been mm-hmm. during Lent. And that's a big highlight of mine from our yeah. time together here. So, yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. How about like, do you have any kind of, I know this feels like, I don't know, heretical, but like fun, <laughs> <laughs> fun, silly Lent moments? Oh, I feel like, yeah, one of the ones that came to mind is that 
Um, we were sitting. It was so youth group used to happen on Wednesday night, and this is still the like Sacred Heart Parish in Lynn, Massachusetts version of Lent. But this girl, we were sitting on the foot of the the steps in front of the altar, practicing the Good Friday piece, and um, this girl turned to me and she goes, "So what is Good Friday anyway?" And I was like, "Okay, well, G- this is the day that Jesus died for your sins." <laughs> and like I, that is, I look back on that and I cringe because I'm like, "Oh, that's so not like my theology now." But back then, I was like so. It, oh like, yeah about it oh like, yeah I was, I was like jesus is my like jesus is everything i mean and you also wanted like, to make sure she knew how deprived she is or depraved <laughs> like yeah, a depraved like, soul yes. uh, yeah which is just it's so incredible <laughs> yeah um, so there's that but there's also um so well um i'm trying i'm deciding whether or not to to share this um so <laughs> um so a lot of mission trips happen yes. over Easter um, yes. and over um, like Holy Week so that there's always an element of like, oh, this this is interesting. And in that we're like either driving in a van on Easter morning and trying to come home. Oh, and like, God. you know, yep. I remember there were a couple of John's Island trips where we would like it would be Easter and we're driving from um, Virginia. Yes, that would be Sunday. Um so yeah, I feel like mission trip. I don't really have stories um, that I feel like I can share. Um, it's more like survival. Survival. I'm, yeah, like Jesus, you your, resurrect me. Like, <laughs> please bring me back to life. I haven't yeah. slept in a week. I haven't had a good shower. Yeah, I've been in a tent. Yes. Yeah, Jesus resurrect me was a big prayer a couple of times. Um, yeah, yeah. What about you, Dana? I am thinking about, gosh, it was probably, you know, it feels like yesterday, but it was probably like five, six years ago when Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day collided. Do you remember this? Oh my gosh. It happened a couple of times. The most recent was 2018. Okay. Look, I love you. You have such a good memory. Oh my God. So, and of course, that was the year we were doing Ashes to Go. Uh So we're like standing outside of Starbucks, Alex and I. Um, Yeah. And that's right. We no, if it was 2018... Anyway, one of the years, that's a whole other story. I'll save that for a second. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so 2018, we're like standing outside Starbucks. Outside next to Starbucks is a florist. And people are like coming in and out of the florist. (laughs) And um, and, and everyone's just like looking at us so weird, right? I mean, yeah, they have no idea what we're doing. They think we're trying to sell something, right? And um, and people are just genuinely freaked out by our presence with giving out ashes. <laughs> and then you have this added thing of people coming out of the florist and like these big bouquets of flowers, balloons, yeah. and we're like smudging people with ashes. <laughs> and then Alex is like, I have no idea. Like, why is that florist so busy? Of course. And he course. had no idea oh it was Valentine's God. Day. And I was like, of course. That you is don't. the most classic Alex right. thing I've ever heard. Right. I was like, wow. Okay. I hope there's no one special in your life that you know, <laughs> obviously really no you did no prep for this day. Um, but that's right. One of my other Ash Wednesday moments was being very pregnant and doing Ashes to Go in Andover. Mm-hmm. And people were literally, they thought I was like dressed up because I'm wearing a collar. I'm yeah. pregnant. And the only coat that fit me was pink. And so like people were just like, you have a pink coat on, but you're a minister and you're pregnant. They were like, I, I have no idea how all that fits together. I don't like, get what's going on here. Exactly. I don't understand. <laughs> you're not fitting any of the stereotypes right now. Like yeah. I just can't even sort through like is there the truth somewhere in there yes oh my gosh Dana that is amazing oh I forgot we it's so funny how you just like I completely forgot we did ashes to go yeah you know a pre-pandemic world yes wow yes I know I know yeah what a life 
<laughs> there were some great stories out of it, but there was most of it, 90% of like was people just staring at us like just bewildered. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like most of the world doesn't even know Ash Wednesday is happening, right? Yeah. And then they're like, but why are you not in a church? You're here. Oh, my God. It was yeah. just so funny. <laughs> when you and Renee and I did it, we did it in 2019 and right. we were outside of Starbucks and we both were like, we have to have our hands out to put the ashes oh, on yes. people. And we're just like, we would like duck into Starbucks and like get hot water and hold the hot water. And like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I think I cut gloves one year. So you like did. I wasn't yep. totally frozen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What cool outdoor ministry. Yes. Yeah. What a gift. Bringing the church out beyond the walls. That's it's always right. an adventure. That's right. You have to release your ego at the same time. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Every time we do church anywhere outside of the building, I'm like, all right, everyone, like lower your expectations. <laughs> just bring it real low because we <laughs> just don't know what this is going to be. That's right. Yeah. No, that's yeah. right. <laughs> um, so speaking of, you know, raising our expectations, lowering our expectations, um, throughout Let, we know that it can be heavy. We know that the content we're bringing mm-hmm. up this month is going to be a lot and so we want to give you some little windows of of lightness uh, a little window of fun to play with um, and we're you know because we're still in a pandemic we're figuring that out in the context of our media mm-hmm. um, and so we're going to talk about some media moments some things that we're taking in that we want to share with you um, maybe some books maybe some TV shows um, so Dan do you want me to go first? Yeah you go okay. for it Jen so the recent there are, so Netflix is really doing the most right now um, and that the shows are not great, but the ones that are, are all coming out right now. Um, oh, I love so it. So one of them is Sweet Magnolias. Okay. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it, but I've not watched it. It is garbage and it is perfect it is absolutely perfect there has right. been there has never been a better show okay and then bridgerton season two comes out this month oh um, so that yes. is going to be a perfect mid-lent pick me up yeah. and i'm going to bring it up again when it comes out because That's i'm right. going to be obsessed guaranteed I um love it. so sweet magnolias is about these it's not garbage i probably was too strong now i feel bad but um <laughs> but there it's about three like 30 to 40 something best friends and their families and like the hijinks of their small town in I think South Carolina. Ooh, um, okay. Yes, it's called I think Serenity, South Carolina, which is a town Perfect. that does not exist. Perfect. Uh, it's one of those like hallmark towns. Yes, where, that's what like, it sounds like. Everyone is uber wealthy, and if yes. they're not uber wealthy, but nobody really works, right? But they no just one have has lots a job. of right. Yes, they're all like getting lunch. I'm like, what do you? What do you mean? I know it totally lunch? reminds me of Friends, you know, yes. from the '90s, where it was like they lived in this beautiful loft in New York City, but nobody worked, right? Uh, yes. Like. Or yeah. they worked at like a coffee shop or something. You were like, no, you could not afford that. That drove me nuts for all 47,000 seasons of Friends. <laughs> right? Because Rachel, worked, then she was a personal shopper at Bloomingdale's. I was like, there's no way you make enough money to live no. in this rent control. Nope. I mean, it is a rent control department. But, but still. Still. So, right. Ridiculous. Joey Tribbiani, you keep losing your soap no- your soap network jobs. Like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, Sweet Magnolias is a lovely little trip down you know, nothing matters lane. That's right. Um, everything. It's a lot of hugging and learning. We've talked about this before. I want hugging. I want learning in my content. I um, love it. And so I really, I think I actually think you would love this. Oh, I know. This sounds like, up, yeah. This sounds cooker. like such a great form of escapism. Like, oh, yes. Yes. There's the colors are really bright and like <laughs> it's a diverse cast. Like it feels good to watch and like, um, yeah, cute family dynamics, um, like really great diversity in like the in the cast and in kind of the storylines and yeah, it's sweet. It's I sweet. love it. So sweet magnolias is definitely a recommendation. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All How right, about you Dana. Okay, so for those of you that don't have young kids at home, 
you need to watch Encanto. Jen, have you seen it? I have So, okay, so Taylor has been talking to me about this for a while. She's like, you've got to watch Encanto. And I'm yes. like, I, I will, but I just haven't yet. I know. See, I know. So that's why I'm saying it, because all of you that are not watching it 24-7 or listening to the lyrics blasted <laughs> out of the playroom of your house for three hours straight. Like, yeah. It's amazing how kids just literally can listen to something over and over again. Yeah. So all of the things that I like, like the Greek I learned in seminary is replaced by the, <laughs> by the lyrics of Encanto. <laughs> like I, I look at my poor children and I just yell at them. This has taken valuable brain space. I now have lost things that I wanted to know. Literally, but, all I know about this is that we don't talk about Bruno. All but everybody's talking about Bruno. Yeah. I know, I know. Exactly. <laughs> everybody's talking about it. Yes. No, exactly. It, it's so great. Um, it really is. And anything Lin-Manuel Miranda does is, you know, always so good. And I love the visual aesthetic. It's beautiful. Yes. The colors are beautiful. Yes. So... That um, that's definitely you know for some of you you're like cringing because you've already had a scene see it or listen to it a million times but others mm-hmm. might not know about it and it's totally worth a watch so yeah um, go ahead Jen <laughs> I was at my godson's house um, probably two three weeks ago and I first of all he was trying to teach me how to play video games which oh fun went over exactly not well at all <laughs> and then I was he was like have you seen Encanto and I was like no and so he goes okay and so he goes over to his PlayStation like puts it on right and then it's on for. 30 seconds and he goes that's enough and turns it off and I was like I've seen Encanto now perfect that's, that's right. great that's yeah. right oh my gosh yeah I love it what yes. are you gonna say oh so I'm also thinking about how for Lent I'm going to read some kind of novel that doesn't you know matter at all right like just something I like I love that yes and Jen brought me an, a Trader Joe's size bag of books which I <laughs> love and this is my love language here it is all the books that mean nothing I know oh, it is it's like an act of love I'm like awesome that's so great I read a book while on vacation and it was so nice just to escape into something that had nothing to do with faith or like just even what's happening in our current world right like there was such heaviness everywhere and still is with you know what all the things we've already named with the Ukraine and Texas and Florida and I was like oh my gosh I get to escape into this alternative reality of this book and just realizing I'm going to need that in Lent as well so I love that I love that I'll think of some more uh, like beachy reads for you that's 100% right yes yes oh yeah I love I love a good like a escapist read i don't want to read anything hard or heavy right now no and thank you yeah (laughs) i know i know i know there'll be other seasons of life for that and i like both of you and i read a lot for what we do for work exactly i like the stack of books is huge for what we do for like you know just to keep up with our jobs and to Mm -hmm. like you know be able to write sermons and be thoughtful um so it's nice to escape into something totally different could not agree more yeah <laughs> loved ones we want to oh, sorry is there anything else no that's great there? yeah um so loved ones we want to know what your media moments are like what's out there that is bringing you joy that's helping you escape a little bit yes um some healthy escapism right um you know i we'd love to hear kind of what's going on out there for yes you. there's yeah. one of our church members who does not miss a red carpet moment like that's right that's and right. always with the most beautiful cocktails oh and gosh, I, I yeah. just always am like oh yes I love that I uh-huh. love that so I'm thinking of all those ways that 
Yeah, you all are so good at this. Yeah, church member, you know who you are. We want to know. We want you to come on and talk to us about the beauty of the red carpet, especially uh, with the Oscars coming up. Yes. So maybe yes. we'll do an Oscar special. Oh, I love that because I've seen exactly zero of the movies that are supposed. I know to be it never here. stops me though from watching these. Oh like, yeah, right because I I love to see what people are wearing. Yeah, I want the, whole, the dresses. Yeah, I love a good speech. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm here for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that um, the Matthew McConaughey speech about like one he does the all right, all right, all right thing, and then he does the uh, um, I I'm chasing me ten years from now. I was like, wow, that's confidence. That's incredible. <laughs> Level of confidence there. Um, yes. Yeah. So loved ones, let us know what you're thinking about. Let us know um, how things are. We want to be in touch with you and caring for you. So please feel free to reach out. Yeah, and blessings to all of you on this Lenten journey. Mm-hmm. May these forty days bring space for prayer and reflection and stillness Mm, amen amen all right dear ones we love you and we'll talk to you next time bye everyone bye